everybody. Welcome again to another special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. It's our kind of regularly scheduled weekly podcast with interesting people in the cannabis industry. Basically, it's whenever I want to talk to somebody. Okay, what can I tell you? <laughs> or if you'd like to, you can pay me to talk to you. One guy who doesn't need any introduction at all and will be always welcome on my show is Gary George from New Jersey, New York. I'm going to throw the tri-state area in there. He uh -huh. is literally the real cannabis entrepreneur. G Gary, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to see you. Hey, thank you so much, Jimmy. I appreciate always being on here with you, man. It's a great time over here at PCM, baby, always. And, and you are one of the few that can match my energy. You know that, right? <laughs> That's right. You're my brother from another mother, Jimmy. That's I what love it that. is, man. <laughs> well, you may have something to say. I tell you, my mentor, Jimmy Myers, who was the first African-American sportscaster in Boston, he was my co-host for a show we called Twin Brothers. Oh, Hunt. get out of here. What? <laughs> and you can Google that wow. or whatever you have to do. It's on YouTube. And Jimmy is still one of my besties. He calls me to check in. I call him to check in. He's, uh, let's see, if I'm that, he's he's in his 70s. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> right. I think once you get past 60, it's, you don't even celebrate. It's every five years, right? You're right. <laughs> exactly. That's the way I look at it. So hey, tell me, tell stuff. me, tell me, tell me, what's going on with the next edition of the Real Cannabis Entrepreneur Conference? Well, and when man, is it? When is it? Yes, it is coming up fast, ladies and gentlemen. October 5th and 6th. October 5th and 6th, Thursday and a Friday, man. It's going to be off the hook a two-day event again. Our annual, the biggest one of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Last year, we had to upgrade to the largest hotel ballroom, North of Atlantic City, and we still overflowed the parking lot. This year, I told them they better be prepared. They said, Gary, don't worry. We got private parking attendants ready for the cannabis crowd. I told them cannabis was bigger than that parking lot. They didn't want to believe me, but this year, we have proving it and we're going to make sure that nobody gets turned around ladies and gentlemen make sure you're there early because this one's going to be a banger 40 plus speakers a thousand plus attendees we got all types of professionals flying in to teach some very high level specialized information now jersey we're in a different mode right now before everybody was in the go get the paperwork done get every you know the 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 theories and concepts now we're into real business now the conversation must change now we must move from the paperwork to operations to operational efficiencies to how do you shave off this and that that's who i'm bringing in guys all of the people that have been doing it forever that's going to save you so much money by showing you the thing little small things in the cannabis business that you should be doing to ensure that you shave off every single cent and percentage to help your thing grow and last realcannabisentrepreneur.com ladies and gentlemen realcannabisentrepreneur.com right go get your tickets now i'm telling you guys you're gonna love it okay where <laughs> is it where is it i know i didn't even say nork new jersey ladies and gentlemen nork new jersey i'm so sorry double tree man <laughs> at the you know, airport that's, that's where i was born you know that i know that's right that's right jimmy is he's brick city born, born and raised beth israel hospital in newark new jersey September <laughs> 3rd 1957 do the math Ah, 57 Chevy time. All right. You can't have a good year. <laughs> now, this is dope. But yes, man, no, Nork, the airport, ladies and gentlemen, the double tree, man. I'm telling you, the facility is super dope, man. Super fly. We got the indoor pool. We network at night. We do, we got after parties every night. It's just a lot of great fun. And if you really want to learn cannabis seriously, if you're already in the game of cannabis, this is the one you want to be at because we're not talking that surface level stuff. We're not talking that motivational crap anymore, guys. It's time to get down to real business. So all y'all want to get business, you want to get your business sharp, uh, sharp and you want to ensure that you stay in business. This is the conference that you want to be at, realcannabisentrepreneur.com. Come yeah. check us out. <laughs> the mantra is survive to thrive, Gary. 
Hey, right, right. Every right. cannabis business has to survive in order to get to that next level, which is not on the horizon. I'll be perfectly honest. Hey, right, with you. It's a tough right. go. You know, you've got you got your plant touching people, and you have your ancillary services, and then you've got your media people. I mean, there's a million different ways to get involved with this industry. Can you right. give me a sample, perhaps, of some of your big speakers? Oh, yeah, man. Some of the big ones we got coming over. Sequoia Turner, man. She's 15 year in the retail space for coming from Las Vegas, guys. I found her in Vegas, man. She's uh, no joke. She's been a high level um, retail operations and efficiency person. She's worked at over four locations. She manages four locations now for one of the big dispensaries out there to call the source plus and also the uh, other dispensary she used to work at as well. Um, the Essence she helped on. I, I used to go to Essence quite frequently when I went to Vegas, um, but she is I'm telling you guys, she's uh, super Super duper, man. And that's one of the ones you really don't want to miss is Sequoia Turner, man, because bringing her all the way from Vegas to bring some stuff. I'm bringing my other guy, Will, Bo Will Bowden from Grasshopper Farms. Grasshopper Farms, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's been talking about outdoor growing in Jersey, but nobody's been willing to go that route. Everybody's just going straight to the indoor. I keep telling everybody the outdoor is a un is a gym in disguise, especially for us in the Garden State. So we, someone should be entertaining outdoor growing, and that's why I'm bringing my guy Will, who's uh, the master of outdoor growing and in cold environments because he's got one in Michigan, so he's going to pair that up with New Jersey, show and prove you guys how you can do it for lesser money so you don't have to go out and raise so much money to get your growth going with the indoor facility guys look at outdoor and outdoor has some very unique and specific positioning prospects the over top of indoor and will's going to tell you more about that stuff on stage ladies and gentlemen so that's will bound from grasshopper farms as well that we take got coming through take a breath take a breath gary take a breath <laughs> all right because i'm gonna you brought up a couple things that are are not controversial but they're policy issues especially in new jersey you uh -huh. can grow at home here right. in Massachusetts, but right. not in New Jersey. <laughs> right. Is that ever going to change, you think? Yes, it's going to change eventually. They've been talking a little bit about it. And big up to Joanne. Joanne is the one who fights it all day, every day. Joanne, man, she's such a big, she's always fighting it. I wanted to bring her on stage, but she's moving around a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're going to come to it, but they have not yet. And that's a really sad thing for our medical patients. It's really, really doesn't show face in terms of a state that cares about the people who really have a medicinal aspect. You know, that's the, that should be the first and foremost, um, you know, concern in this whole industry. So if you're going to allow somebody to say, yes, you can use but you can't grow it that's ridiculous and i mean it's just like tomatoes and they're saying well everybody can grow tomatoes but don't we go buy tomatoes i haven't grown any tomatoes guys well we could just you're gonna buy they're still gonna buy it but the people who need it and need a lot without paying so much yeah let them grow it man that's ridiculous that's ridiculous okay outdoor versus indoor you brought that up you and you're you're certainly pumped to have an outdoor grow yes but there's a there is an automatic issue with with outdoor grows and it has to do with mold and pesticides and all that crap with anything anything yes. you grow outside including those tomato plants okay? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get, can get crap on it from the environment so yes. it, it isn't as it isn't like hey indoors better than outdoor outdoors better than, they're just two different ways to nurture the plant exactly exactly period and it's um you know each one of them has their pros and cons just like anything else it's just a con it's just a device or a means right of growing the plant and whichever and according to the farmer and who's doing it man you can have some completely different results so this is a plant man it's it, we got a lot to learn
Oh, my goodness gracious. Do we have a lot to learn? And more importantly, we have a lot to teach our legislators. OK. Oh, yeah. It, it is one of the most frustrating things. Every week we do a no news. We talk news. And I have reports, 14 reporters from all over the world. I have Europe, I have Canada. And then I've got coast to coast coverage. OK. Right. Now, these aren't we're not doing professional reports. We're doing personal 90 second to two minute reports with people who want to document the end of cannabis prohibition in their state. And as you know, Gary, every state is different with different challenges. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lots so of challenges. So and and I keep reading about these challenges and, you know, take Oregon for a second. They're one of the first to go legal or, you know, we're not going to bust you for, for for holding it up up in your hand or putting it in your pocket, whatever. Right. Right. They can't get it right. Washington State and Colorado were the first two states to go. They can't get it right. I know California had a medical program for us. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> California is a completely different planet as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I respect that planet. Okay. You're right. <laughs> Every time I go out to California, I don't want to leave. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But Exactly. Uh, but that, that that may change. That may change soon enough. There's a there's a lot of policy stuff, man. That um, you know, I think that's going to be nonstop ongoing. That's just the nature of the beast, man. When it comes to this policy regulation politics, I've never been that guy who was uh, that involved with it. But I know that this is the rigmarole. How is what to expect? You know what I mean? What to expect? Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it, it, and you know, everybody talks about uh, legalization. We got to have legalization. I'm like. Let me tell you about legalization for a second. <laughs> that means it involves lawyers right. and politicians. Right. Are you sure you want that? What we want <laughs> is decriminalization, descheduling it, yes, and, and study it, and then you know have a cannabis guru. Have a you've got an FDA, you got an ABC, you got a you got a DEA, you got your a, you know all the different alphabet. No, no, no. Let cannabis be on its own. Give cannabis yeah. a cannabis czar with a committee. For I don't real. Know, I'm just throwing these things out there because I don't like how things are happening in Washington, D.C. It takes yeah. way too long. Way Cannabis too long. Standard time is what I call it. <laughs> CST, man. I'm telling you, you're lying, man. It is a slow motion in the cannabis industry. But, you know, like I, I tell everybody, I say, guys, we got to play this game. You got to understand that there's no way that you're going to change these guys infinitely the way they think and move. So we got to, as entrepreneurs at that point, we can't get but so mad and got to say, guys, it's the nature of the beast. You better play to win. Just figure out how to get around it, you know? Right. By the way, for those who have actually... Um, <clears throat> committed acts of civil disobedience throughout their entire lives, okay? <laughs> Figuring out a way to get around it has been a contra <laughs> since the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Exactly. <laughs> of that, all the industries, that, right? Of all the Right. Industries. Of all industries, we have the most experienced in getting around things, guys. I mean, we have experts in, and, in getting around. Now, you can, you can, uh, we can joke, we can point it out, all that stuff, but it's serious. OK, the the whole point of legalization was so that someone like me who use it, who uses it medicinally, OK, especially later in life, uh, right. you know, you could go into a store, have a selection, figure out what the terpene concentration is, along with the THC and the THCA and the CBD and the CNB and BCS. And I don't know, all the, all the letters. <laughs> right. Right. Does it get you high or not? That's really what I was talking about. One hit weed or two hit weed. Anyway. Uh, my point is, the whole point was to have uh, to, to well, I'll, I'll say it to, to challenge the legacy market, if not get rid of it and right. make it le legal and legitimize it. 
Yeah. Now, as you know, Gary, nothing happens overnight. Yeah. So that's still the big picture. I like going into a dispensary knowing that at least the stuff that is at least part of the stuff that I'm going to be buying has been tested. I like that. And guess what? We all know about the testing issues, too, right? Yeah. Testing is also presenting issues as well. Right. This is the chicken and the egg syndrome. It's like we do something to, to help, but it also hurts and it creates another offshoot of people doing some other things to get around those things because they're getting treated unfairly and that's what's happening with the farmers and the cultivators man i really hear their stories and i feel the pain those guys are bringing them into testing and they're like yo they're getting us for these heavy levels of metals and it was fine or they sat too long and all of a sudden this and that and they're you know that's a huge investment to take those risks when um you know so those guys are starting to do some other things to ensure that they make it through those tests and that's good and bad it's good and bad. I, I would say this. Testing forces some of our cultivators to get creative to get through those tests. I don't necessarily fault the cultivators because I'm like, holy crap, you're, you're going to take your whole business if you don't get this through. So those guys fudge some things, do some things, right, to get it through. But some of the tests, I've all heard them say they were way too stringent. They're like, bro, this is like the regular level of metals in the plant with just growing it regularly, organically with nothing else. Like it's just the level that's the, a level of mercury at a level, whatever the metals that is normally in the plant, they're saying that they're going to those le- depths and saying that's no, you got too much of this and this and that. And then that's where it gets a little squirrely. And, and again, God put it on this earth to help people medicinally that mm-hmm. go back millions of years i'm not old i'm old but i'm not that old (laughs) the the point is now it's a living thing it's the it's and learn behavior i think you're familiar with where i'm going learn behavior okay this is where the issue is that that the the people that are prohibiting it and don't understand it they don't want to do the research or take the time to look at the science and more importantly what's overwhelming anecdotal evidence gary Mm -hmm. how many times have you talked to somebody and they've said cannabis has saved my life. Cannabis mm-hmm. has changed my life. Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. Opioids. Uh, I think people would rather smoke weed. Oh, excuse me, in, ingest titrate cannabis. <laughs> okay. Because I've noticed, I've noticed, okay, that a lot of people don't want to smoke it. Okay, fine, don't smoke it. There are yeah. like ten different ways that you can still partake. Yes. In yeah, the, in those amazing cannabinoids that are actually in every plant right right and they're they're here because they're interacting with a live system in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system absolutely schedule three is that okay with you we all know this three is better than one exactly right that's all we can say it's better than one guys we know there's going to be some wild changes um i've been reading some different articles about the good and potentially bad right there's always pros and cons right and we know that they're never going to do something just to make it all it's always some pros and cons but the pros is the fact that the um 280e that would go away that's a big pro that's going to skyrocket uh revenues of cannabis companies all across the board that's the biggest and largest benefit from and will, the and it should open up the banks too it should absolutely and 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 sources of funding loans other thing from the banks that's huge so it really is huge in that capacity it really and, is. and if i'm a i'm a lender and by the way i've never understood how money makes money it was just one of those things <laughs> it just doesn't compute with me okay <laughs> um when you have a cash business that's billions of dollars huge right right 
And then it becomes decriminalized and people want to support it and invest in it. All of a sudden that cash can turn into cash times 10 X. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And you, you, so your credit works for you, you know, right. everything in America is done on credit. Come on people. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh, there is, a, there is some positives on many fronts on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, so let me ask you a question about what your opinion is on what's going on in New York city, because there's a battle going on. Ever since the voters voted it in, everybody in New York say, hey, I'm not going to go to jail for five years anymore, 10 years anymore. I could just smoke this and, and enjoy it because people like true democracy. Right. Dealing with a true republic like we have right. is very, very challenging. And it has a lot to do, as you know, with that money. With the money. It's all about Everybody the money. Everybody wants to get as much as they can. Cash grabs. Uh, what's in it for me? Am I going to be a politicians? Am I going to be able to keep my job if I support cannabis? I exactly. don't know. Talk to your constituents. <laughs> talk to them. Don't talk to me. I know. That's what's so crazy about politics. It's the reason why I never wanted to play it. I mean, you can't really use your own judgments and your own opinions. You always are pinned into, if I do this, then this will happen. If I do this and this, and I understand from a political view, forced to play that way, but that's kind of bipolar to me. I can never make a decision because I got to worry about somebody else or what else I'm affecting. I never want to be in that position. So big up to all politicians who are really good politicians, big up to you guys. Um, but I would never want to be in that position. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, it's very wild. We're, very a, little, wild in we're a little, we're, we're lucky we're on the new Northeast uh, East coast. Let's just say. Yeah, uh, because I, I I'm amazed at what else is going on in the rest of the nation. I don't want to get into politics, but it is amazing to me that cannabis is now a pawn in the political structure I and know, the financial right? structure of the United States. I, I live to see the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's only one more thing on my bucket list. Do you want to know what that is? What's that? The U.S. men's national soccer team will win the War World Cup in 2026. Oh, my God. In okay. 2026. Oh, well, my it's God. here. It's here. It's in North <laughs> America. It? Oh, if we're oh. going to get it, if we're ever going to get a chance, it's got to be right. here. You ain't lying, Jimmy. If that would be a miracle. <laughs> so it was 1980, Gary. I saw that one in hockey in Lake Placid. Okay. Did you uh, see, Jimmy? I can't. I mean, I, come on. You know, I'm that. I'm certainly that old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the OG. Oh, triple OG, man. Triple OG but, is right, man. <laughs> but yes, New York is a mess. It's terrible over there. Messed up from the very beginning. It had to go. The guys stalled it who came in with the lawsuit, right? The veterans came in initially. I think it was another guy who came in initially and said, oh, this is unconstitutional. You can't pick somebody before you, you can't select the social equity people before you select the veterans, right? right? And then those were the same argument that went in, that stalled the whole Ohio-based rollout of cannabis. I started to say, is someone hiring these guys to go around and do this crap? Somebody's behind this. It doesn't make sense to me. How is it the same argument in every state? They freaking wait till it's going. And then a the guy comes up and he does the same lawsuit, right? They yep. did that. And uh, so now that's what the limbo is all about, man. And, and it, it has truly stalled the process, man. And it's looking not looking very well right now. And a lot of people are losing money sitting there. And I, I feel for them, man, really bad because... Just the process alone of doing this the right way is so many months and so much time and money invested. But to do it with a stall or a problem, oh my gosh, man! So many people but, aren't going to make it. So you mentioned Ohio. We in in our news in our news this week. We talked news uh, produced by Pro Cannabis Media. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have <laughs> a uh, we we talk a little bit about what's going on in Ohio because you have a Republican um, controlled state government. Mm -hmm. 
and you already have a medical program. So on the ballot is a question to uh, make adult use legal. And it's a big mm. controversial subject in Ohio. I know some people in Ohio. We interviewed a, a prominent attorney in Ohio this week, uh, Harry Bernstein. He's he's on our show. But I, I want to go back to it because they have the initiative. The lobbyists are, are funding a group called Regulate uh, Cannabis, well, Marijuana, Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. Mm. Would you like to see that? Do you want the Alcohol Beverage Commission? Do you want? Do you think they understand how to deal with a a product that let's just say goes under that vice category? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> or adult use, anyway. Use. <laughs> yeah, that would be a that would be a huge mess. A huge, huge mess. We don't want that. You don't want that. No. So if you had to pick, if you had to pick, big pharma, big tobacco, big alcohol, who would you trust as regulation? Oh, that's a good one. Big Pharma. Who? Yeah, exactly. Tobacco. Everybody's fearful of Big Pharma. I get it, okay? Because I think our health system's also Yeah, man. I might have to go with- Wait till you become 65, though, Gary. When you you go on Medicare and you walk into uh, uh, Walgreens or a CVS and you pick up your meds and there's no copay? Are you kidding me? Brilliant. I love this country. (laughs) I would have to say alcohol in that case, man. If you're going to say big farmer, big tobacco, and alcohol, I got to go with alcohol. Yes. Yeah. If you're good, I, that's where I was. I, and again, that's where you were going. Yes, you were sure. right. You were because right. You were guess right. What? They're the best. I don't know best if you know the, the history, but you know that was prohibited first. <laughs> right. Okay, and that's what led to the real prohibition. If you exactly, real. it's right. still real for anybody who's in it. I don't want to degrade anybody who's in it because you know I support. I support. The uh, the and I want to give voice to the injustices that I've seen all the time in this industry now. Right. And, and I really do think every government. I'm not saying they, there's a conspiracy and they have Zoom calls and they all figure this out. No, it is just part of that stigma that has been drilled into the my generation of people that didn't grow up in California, okay, mm-hmm. or in New York protesting the war in the '60s and '70s, okay. Right. Those were the people that weren't afraid to commit an act of civil disobedience and partake and enjoy and see and, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy that, enjoy the flower back then. Right. So uh, I just I just don't know where uh, where it's going to go. I just don't. And, and I guess that's one of the most exciting things. We both know that human behavior can screw this up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It could go anyway, man. And we're going to see a lot of crazy actors. And that was a good point you made. A lot of people making the policies and stuff like that. They don't spend the time to do any research. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like um, anything that's um, revolutionary information. That's next level information. Most people don't study it. They just, you know, think that they know and they talk about their opinions and what they think. But nobody does the actual research. And the people who actually do the research and come to you and tell them that they're always so adverse and questioning in this. But they're the ones who did the least amount of research. So. So, right. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And the problem with research, it's like when you um, handicap sports. Okay, you can always find an argument or reason to support the research in this study versus the research in that study. Right. And I'm using right. this and that because it's pretty obvious that when the the substance abuse community in the United States has done thirty thousand research studies over the last. 80 years looking for a negative about this product. What right. is, and they, they then they create that, that 
I'm going to tell you, it's not made up. It's real. I get it. But guess what? Not everybody, every not every single person who uses cannabis is an irresponsible user. There's right. responsibility. It goes back to the knowledge we were just talking about. Do your research. There's this thing called Google. I've done over <laughs> 400 interviews. I've Googled everything. And <laughs> because when I got my medical card, I was like, I got to figure this out because I'm not sure I want to smoke it anymore. You know? Right. Right. And even though we know there's research that says, you know, cannabis smoke isn't as bad as tobacco smoke. Okay, fine. You know, there's going to be others out there who say, well, we just studied wood. And, you know, we found out that there was like, you know, 30% of people uh, are, are not actually doing well smoking that cannabis weed. I'm like, mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. See, we got we got all of this inc inconsistent um conclusive data because right. it hasn't been there's no university well now they opened up the and, second university right it was just alabama the university and the guys the scientists there they complained the whole time they said even the research that we're conducting at the university is all a moot point because they're making us grow the weed we don't know how to grow weed we're freaking scientists man we're here to was, study the well, plant. Look, you know what don't don't diss the scientists there's yeah i ain't gonna say i'm not gonna say not like that but they were anyways, they're not university cultivators the, <laughs> the university of mississippi was the only uh um college it was allowed to grow it legally for about 20 years right and it was it was crappy weed let's face it i'm sorry yes they said it wasn't thing. fair and that's they another thing contest. about why i support the research we both know this stuff is good i mean yeah. it ain't the same stuff that i had back in the 70s absolutely not it's just absolutely. not yeah i mean the i did have a little I'll never forget acapulco gold i'll never forget oh gold. man i just had some I'll acapulco never gold panama red Oh my God! I, I could still sing the song "Panama Red." I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> hey, I just had some George, one, more, one more plug for your your big uh, event coming up in uh, the first week of October. Go ahead. Yes, man. Real Cannabis Entrepreneur, ladies and gentlemen, the Real Cannabis Entrepreneur Conference, October fifth and sixth. Forty plus speakers, a thousand plus attendees, after parties every night, off the hook, ladies and gentlemen, at the DoubleTree, North New Jersey, right at the airport. We had to upgrade to the largest hotel bar room north of Atlantic City, and we still overflowed the parking lot last last year. This year we have private parking attendance ladies and gentlemen make sure you get there early go to real cannabis entrepreneur.com real cannabis entrepreneur.com get your tickets right now they're on sale 30 percent, ladies and gentlemen hurry up grab them 30 percent. they're going to go up this weekend and guess what we got after parties we got off-site after parties we got mixers we got all kinds of things to make sure that you get the business done ladies and gentlemen and this is what it's about bringing the new jersey community all about big up big up my new jersey new york tri-state connecticut mass all my people people flying in as far as Zimbabwe last year. We're going to see if somebody flies even farther than Zimbabwe this year to come and hang out with us in Jersey, man. So big up realcannabisentrepreneur.com. Ladies and gentlemen, go grab your tickets now. Big up to PCM TV and my man, Jimmy, always doing it big. Always. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> hey, he, he's Gary George, the real cannabis entrepreneur, and I just play one on TV. I'm Jimmy Young. <laughs> Thanks for watching again in, in the weeds, listening to in the weeds or however you'd like to get it. Uh, Remember, remember, this is my closing line. It's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly.